Welcome back to your favorite podcast that's more legit than the Oscars, more credible than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, more alive than General Salami, and more sober than Nancy Pelosi. Just barely. Oh, my God. This week on Top 5 for Fighting. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are. Oh we yeah, are yeah. Talk about spoilers. That would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's gonna <laughs> shit on something. Tell you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, he's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house <laughs> just hauling ass. Nothing but underwear. Hauling naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. It is really hard for me to argue any of those. Thank you. I mean, yeah. It, I worked long and hard three minutes on it. Shit long. just comes to me naturally. What can I say? Long, long and hard. Yes. Like that episode of Family Guy where Stewie went back and he had sex with the girl when he was working at the CompuServe and he says, I'm sorry, that's never happened before. And she says, what, the nine minutes of sex or the nine <laughs> seconds of sex or the 40 minutes of crying? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. What a week. Yeah. We got some, I think we, got we might have some rants to go on got today. some shit to talk about yeah, this week. Yeah, we do. We got some shit. Let's start with the college football championship. What do you say? Sure. I'll talk about the first half. That's all I watched. <laughs> well, you saw you saw the second half by I, watching the first half. Yeah. I, the, the way the game was shifting in the second quarter, I, I mean, you could kind of see that coming. I don't say this very often. That might be the best college football team I've ever seen. It's, it's very damn debatable. That offense was absolutely... Ridiculous. The team's frightening. I mean, it's I, it's no wonder that they won 15 games. Yeah, they scored. Joe Burrow's was responsible for 66 touchdowns this year in 15 games. 66 touchdowns. The best was that when we were talking about that in our group text, Richard thought that was his career. Yeah, and we were like, no, Richard, no, one year. That was this year alone. He threw for 60, 62, 61 touchdowns. He threw for 61 touchdowns. Tied the NCAA record. No, he beat it. He broke he it. He did beat he it. He tied it in the first half. The, okay. the record was 59 with Colt Brennan. Okay. But he also ran five more in. So he's 66 touchdowns. He scored 66 touchdowns this year. Welcome to Cincinnati, Joe Burrows. Can't wait. I might actually watch the Bengals again. Let's talk about that. Yeah. They have to pick him, right? You, how do you not? The, I, I said this. I can't remember if I put it on Twitter or whatever. But if Cincinnati does not say Joe Burrows' name with the number one pick... They should burn that franchise to the ground and put up a strip mall. I can't. Or send the, send the Bengals to the CFL. Oh, no. Come on. This, what they're doing is not that bad. Isn't it? Probably. Yeah, there you go. I said it before you sat down, before we sat down here. I The only argument I could make for not picking Joe Burrows was if they picked to a tag of Viola. And I'm not saying they should. Right. And I'm not saying that I it's see a what better you're saying, pick. Though. But I'm saying that that's... Those are by far the two best players in the draft. In it's my the opinion. only player that you can marginally, somewhat rationalize. Yeah. But even at that, no fucking way. I think I think too his resume is stronger as far as how long he's been doing it because Burroughs 
he was good in high school, but I mean, he really excelled when he got to LSU with this new offense this year. But Burroughs showed the potential this year that yeah, you and can't you can't turn your back on. Plus that, on Tua, that kind of I mean, it, it's tough to pick a player that has you know one less strong as hip as Betty White does. Well, true. Just the, saying, the doctors are giving him a, a full recovery, but we we all know you know you, who knows. Right. They do say the bone never breaks in the same place twice, though. So it's he's technically got, stronger. He's almost like a six million dollar man. He's got what six months. I mean, of, yeah. I mean, literally. They're saying, they're saying time. he'll he'll be able to throw before the before the combine. Yeah, or excuse me, before the draft. Excuse It'll me. be interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Joe, if, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, number one pick. If you're Cincinnati, and somebody calls you and says we want to trade for the number one pick, no, you you can't. You 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 cannot pass up a quarterback of this level right now in the bank. If for what the Bengals are and what they have, and yeah, they only won one game this year, but they have talent on that. I'm sorry, that they tripped and fell and won a second game late in the year. <laughs> the other team forfeited. Yeah, the other team <laughs> bust broke down. The Bengals have talent on both sides of the ball. They have a brand new coach. Um, Andy Dalton is just he's one of the. It's one of those situations I think in the NFL where he's not going to be any better than what he is in Cincinnati. He could go somewhere else. And it totally rejuvenates his career because it's not like he's an old guy. You know, you and Richard had a thought where he could go the other night. I mean, it's he could go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's and again, I I don't know my ass from the hole in the ground, but when you take a quarterback like that who has been to the Pro Bowl, who has had very decent years with AJ Green, he's put up very very good years, but his decision making at times in. And again, on a team like Cincinnati, they have A.J. Green and A.J. Green. They have some young players, young, young players they've drafted Tyler, the past couple years. Tyler Boyd. Um, Tyler Eifert, who's hurt all the time. He probably won't be back, but um, they do have Joe Mixon. But then, um, if you take a quarterback like Andy Dalton and you give him the offense that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have and the receivers that the Buccaneers have, I could see him doing very well in a, in a, in a, for a team like Tampa. Maybe. I don't know. You're right. Maybe. Who knows? Because who knows if he has the balls to I think throw deep in that offense. He he can throw deep. I just think it's an it's a situation where Cincinnati needs to move on. Dalton will be better off. Fresh scenery, fresh start, brand new start to his career on a team with talent like Tampa Bay could be great. You know, you know just a team that has more weapons than they have in Cincinnati for just for whatever reason. Players just fizzle out with teams. We, we've seen it before in franchises. Mm-hmm. They go somewhere else and they excel. Um, it happens. I, I don't know. I just know as a Bengals fan, I mean, I'm ready for Andy Dalton to go away. Cincinnati might be the best team to ever pick first overall. The, the best worst team? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, they got a lot of talent. They, they really absolutely do. do. They, 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 it's not a shitty team. I mean, they've got, you know, arguably one of the best defensive linemen in Geno Atkins. I mean, you've you, they have talent. They have an acceptable, acceptable offensive line. They just, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Brain new coach. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But the draft should be fun. But, yes, the I, Bengals will take Burroughs with an number one I do pick. think the beige water pistol will, will have to clean out The Red Rider BB gun. And I stole the beige water pistol from Colin Coward. So It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, but it was it was a fun game. I You know, I was excited to watch it. I still, to this day, I... I will defend that this game should, should be played on Saturday night, 8 o'clock. It's asinine to me. It didn't even kick off until like 8.35. Yeah, I'm out. Halftime. I, I, and, and they were lucky I got it at halftime. And the game was over at like 12.15. 
Because you a, take it was a four and a half. It was a four hour game. Screw you guys. Which funny is some people will still defend the game being on a Monday night. I I think you're clueless yeah, people because live in California. Okay, and I even had you know on Twitter someone said, "Well, if it was your team, you'd be watching." Yeah, if it was my team, of course I'd be watching. But the NCAA doesn't want just two fan bases watching that game. They want ratings. They want people to watch that you, game. You know when else I would watch that game? If, if it was my team on a Saturday at 8.30? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a house full of friends. Right, with a party all day long. Oh uh, Yeah, just making it a huge deal. Um, but no. <clears throat> NFL Super Bowl. <clears throat> Super Bowl can kiss my ass too, but at least they have the decency to start at like 6, 6.30. 6 yeah. It's at least that's more tolerable, but have you seen the Fox commercial that they're advertising this year about take take Monday back? So they said that last year seventeen million people called in sick the day after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So this year it's just they're going to make it Fox is just going to make an official holiday because you know they they have the Super Bowl so right. they're going to make an official holiday. Why isn't it on a Saturday so that you can enjoy yourself and not have to worry about going to work on Monday? So seventeen million can not get in trouble by calling exactly. in on a Monday or have to use a have to use a sick day. Yeah, it, it it's again common sense is not very common anymore. It's just stupid. one reason, one reason, and one reason only. And I don't understand this. Why does it cost more to put a commercial on a Monday night than it does on a Saturday night? Don't more people watch TV on a Saturday night than a Monday night? Uh, no, because us normal folks likes to go out and do stuff nowadays. That, n- now TV doesn't. It, you get uh, to go out and do stuff. Yeah, it, it's mm. it's like Saturdays aren't sit home and watch TV anymore. Well, they, they are if you don't go out and do stuff. Well, go out and do stuff, Greg. What am I going to do? Pick your ass up and go do something. Where, what am I? Where I don't am I know. Go, go bowling. Go putt putt. We like to bowl, but Susan can't anymore because of arthritis. Get the roller. Th- get the rack. <laughs> Just set the ball and aim it and roll it. You can even put the bumpers out. Just put the bumpers out and kick that bitch and turn around and go back that's and take a sip of your beer. Exactly. Right. See, now you're having fun. All right. So Odell Beckham on the field after the game, running around handing out cash. Douchebag. LSU's official statement was it was fake money. And Joe Burrows quickly rebuted that, yeah. saying, no, he gave me real cash. And did you hear what Joe Burrow said about it? Yes, but go ahead. No, you tell me. Tell me. Tell Hold me. on. I'm tell taking me. a drink, so okay. you say it. Burrows says, I'm not an athlete anymore. I can take all the money I want. He's right. He's absolutely right. He's 100% right. And uh, the other guy that the big video that they had of Johnson, I think that was his name, Jackson, number two, he's going to go to the draft, too. Mm-hmm. So he's not. So is it is is it a violation? Personally, not at all. I don't think so. If you're so good that a former that an NFL player that's an alumni for the team says, "Hey, man, great job," and hands you a wad of cash, whose whose business is it to tell him he can't take it? I agree. And the only reason the NCAA is saying don't take it is because they want a piece of it. True. That's the only reason. True. They want to be able to. They want. This to be able isn't to a right or wrong reason. This kinda, is a greed reason. That's lost, all it is. They kind of lost that battle this year. The NCAA is one of the greediest businesses on the planet we love it we love we love ncaa football more pro could disappear tomorrow and i'd be happy with the ncaa but they are the greediest one of the greediest businesses outside of disney probably just as bad as disney if not worse they're both bad kind of the same thing they both have events at places that you can't afford to pay to get into right it's it's yeah, it's they are some greedy, dirty, filthy, rich white guys in those offices. Yeah, they're definitely old white men. Yes, they real. are. The good old boy network. So Odell Beckham then now today has a, a warrant out for his arrest for misdemeanor battery. And when you hear that, what's the first thing you think? 
you did something really and stupid. He, he hit a woman, right? Because that's what batteries become associated with now in this country. Which, and I'm not condoning hitting a woman, but whenever you hear, you know, which is odd because you also associate batteries with women for some weird reason. I'm just saying. Jesus listen, Christ. I'm just saying what comes to mind. All right. <laughs> it all it all comes around. <laughs> but yes, Multiple you're right. Times. But so so that's the first thing you think of when you yes. hear that. You're like, oh my god, this guy's going to get banned. And he then slapped you somebody. See, then you yeah, like he hit him or slapped him, and then you see what actually happened. He slapped in, all right. There's a video in the locker room after the game. In the locker room, the police were harassing. I'm going to say harassing because you really have no business in that fucking locker room asking a guy how old you are and are you allowed to have that drink? Right. Because. You're in the city of New Orleans. If you want to find somebody drinking illegally, just go out on the fucking street right. and check those people that are sleeping in the fucking ditch. Mm-hmm. You're harassing them, and then you get slapped on the ass by Odell Beckham. And now, no. you, and now <laughs> two days later, you want to go ahead and uh, issue a, a warrant for his arrest. Two sides of this. Again, you are correct. I, there should be better things that these cops have to do rather than being in a winning locker room of a NCAA Division One team after the national championship game. But two, if you're Odell Beckham, don't fucking slap a cop, you dumbass. I'm not going to argue that either. But I see where you're going with that, and you are 100% but right. We do. Why have you ever seen in all the celebrations we've ever seen, locker rooms, pro, college, and have you ever seen a celebration that had cops in the locker room. No, not not a one. On the field, absolutely. And I'm I'm going to tell you right now that I back police 100% because of the shit they have to deal absolutely. with. I know there's some bad ones out there. Of course. I, I get it. And I know that some good ones make some bad decisions in, in the heat of the moment. Just like there's bad teachers, there's bad firefighters, there's, there's bad let's, lawyers. Let's not, look at motive here. Not Richard. Yeah, right? Let's look at motive here. And let's look at just, let's look at intent, not motive, intent. He was obviously not trying to harm that police officer. Obviously. Agreed. And if that police officer was really upset or hurt, there was more than one cop there, they would have arrested him right there. But you know what happened? Three days later, this guy decides, oop, I bet I can make a payday off of this. I can settle out of court or something. Maybe he can't settle out of court, but we're all going to know who this police officer is by 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 the time the story's over with, right? Yeah, but I, there's, it, it just I, just to look at that, it just looks ridiculous. It's like one of those rare instances where I can see a hundred percent of each side. I can too. And hundred and one percent of me says Odell Beckham's a total douchebag and a dumbass, so he deserves yeah, what he gets. Yeah, don't he made. But that, what you're saying is completely game. true. He yes. tried to make that game about him, and he tried to make that celebration about him. I get that you went there, but you were in no way a part of this celebration. Should not have been, in the, even have been in the locker room until the coach was done with his team. Yeah, at that point. Start letting in your guests and your friends and your alum and all that other stuff. After that celebration, the minute that that locker room was filled with that player, those players in that team and the coach, that door should have been closed and that coach should have been allowed to address his team without being interrupted constantly by a dumb NFL prick. That's all I got to say. What, what they probably should have done if they really wanted to upset people is they probably should have let them kids that were under 21 have a cigarette. <sighs> yeah, but... Anyway, happy for LSU. I, I'm not a. They a, totally earned it. Not a diehard fan of either side. It's the SEC, so you know I, I I don't care. But I just for some reason both Dabo Sweeney and Coach Orgeron, I both of those guys are awesome. They, they got a lot like, of class. It's, I those are coaches I can root for because they're good guys. Yeah, I see. I don't like Clemson. I don't. Yeah, like I mean, Clemson. it's for, I, I for get somebody that. for somebody that I knew a long time ago. Um, they're yeah. just belligerent, a belligerent Clemson fan. Sure, I, I, but uh, you know what? Boy, they just 
They're already picked to be number one next year. Yeah, I mean, Dabble, for all the stuff, granted, we don't know any of these people personally, but Sweeney and Orgeron just look like two guys that, one, I would want to play for, and two, I would trust my kid to play for. I'm so glad you said play for and not play with. Right. Well, it's not Saturday yet. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) And then lastly, we'll gloss over it real quick, NFL playoffs. Oh, I mean, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I, I mean... The comeback? Are you kidding me? Uh, that was, was there ever any doubt? I'm sitting there. Honestly, was there ever any doubt? I was sitting there like we had just gotten back from a crazy clearance Christmas bin shopping. Amy made the mistake of taking me to the store called At Home where they were 75% off Uh-oh. all their Christmas stuff. Uh-oh. Yeah, I brought the Griswold family Christmas tree home for $37. Hell yeah. It's Yeah, it, I don't know if it's going to fit in the apartment, but I'm going to have to make some. But anyway. It's not going in our yard, Russ. I'm... In the process of doing all this, like, and then I accidentally, accidentally bought a bunch of Fourth of July lights, red, white, and blue lights, because they were like two bucks a box. So okay. I'm in the process of hanging up Fourth of July lights. It's never too early. Mm-mm. It's not. In can't in Kansas City's just giving up points left. Every time I turn around, I hear Houston scores. I'm like, what the hell? And then it was twenty four nothing. nothing. But I swear to you, and I'm not just saying this. I'm like, well, this game's not over. I mean, that, I, there's just I've seen this before. It's you know one quick score, two quick scores. We got to, and then sure enough, it started. And then I settled in. I'm like, this is bonkers. Twenty four points, and I said <coughs> it's not enough. Three touchdowns in what three or four minutes? Oh yeah, it was. I think it was twenty one to twenty four at halftime. It's crazy, it? yeah. It, they went into the halftime with the lead, so it was uh, it was exciting. It was cool to see. I um, mean, you know, I wish the game would have been closer in the second half, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of these games. I really am. Tennessee and Baltimore. Unexpected. <coughs> but the way Derrick Henry's running this year, not surprised. He is going to get paid. Um, yeah, that they're going to that team will end up not being very good because all the payroll is going to go to Derrick Henry. Right. And they are they already don't know if they can pay Tannehill and Henry what they want to pay him. And that is one of the biggest problems I have with the NFL. It's just it, it ruins teams because of the, you know, it's supposed to create parity. I get that, but you know, when when you're a fan of a team and that team falls apart because of payroll, and you have teams that could win, you know, possibly one or two, maybe three Super Bowls in in a few years, but you can't because you have to dedicate these monster paydays to players that I, you know, well, there's that greed factor that comes into it from the from the players. You yeah, know, I get it. They they talk about you know they talk about how they uh you know they have to make this much money. In fact. Not to change the subject, they were talking about Luke Keekley retiring because he's only 28 years old. In his 20s. 28 years old. And they said, is this a problem for the NFL moving forward because all these stars that are retiring early? And one guy goes, well, you know, only the elite paid players can retire early. And I wanted to raise my hand and go, hey, jackass. These guys make a minimum of like two hundred and fifty dollars to $300,000 a year. They can literally work three years and make more money than I've made my entire life. The smart ones can retire yeah, early. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the elite so, level. So... But that greed level comes in because, like, oh, I got to make everything I can make right now. And I understand wanting to make everything you can make. Sure. But there also has to come a point where you have to be selfless and put yourself after the team. And that that just doesn't happen enough. And right. everybody wants to make fun. Again, we'll go back to New England. They want to make fun of New England, but people pay, take less money to go play in New England yep. because of the class of the organization. And they know they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And they're going to win. Yep. And because they know that they're going to play football. Yep. 
and that's why Tom Brady has never been the highest paid player in the NFL. Yep. Because True. he'd rather win than be the highest paid True. player in the NFL. That defense, you got to give the, the you got to give uh, Houston Houston Tennessee's defense some serious hundred percent. Yeah, there. absolutely, dude. I'm this weekend is going to be fun to watch. I I think this these are going to be fun games, and I'm really looking forward to to this Final Four. Matt, who you know, do you, who these do you games. Uh, man, I, it's tough to pick against Tennessee right now. It really is. Um, damn, I, I don't know. I mean, my head says Kansas City, okay, and San Francisco, and then Kansas City winning the Super Bowl and Travis Kelsey's your Super Bowl MVP. Then they win like thirty four twenty eight. I don't think thirty four twenty one. I don't think Tennessee can keep up with with Kansas City. I, I, I now we said that two years ago. Kansas City went in, or Tennessee went into Kansas City and beat them. Uh, you know that that team is playing really, really strong. The only reason right I second guess myself is because of how good Derrick Henry's playing. The, 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 the first running back in history to have three games with 180 yards rushing. Yeah, it, three it's games, nuts. and he did, and he did it in the playoffs away. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just think Kansas City is just it's it's a machine. They, they, it's just it's a hard, machine. It's hard to pick against them. The only thing you can say about Kansas City is their defense is not where it should be, so, which might give San Francisco a leg up. I think San Francisco beats Green Bay. I don't think Green Bay's got enough depth and enough versatility to take out San Francisco. I don't think their offense is going to be able to do much. So I'm taking Kansas City, 49ers, and then Super Bowl, Kansas City, 34, 49ers, 28. And then Kelsey's your MVP. Way to go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, right? I've got Kelsey, Jesus. On fire. Goddamn right. freak. Yeah, he's... He's very gronkish. You know what? The last three years, he's been the best tight end in football. Agreed. The only only argument you could make against that was this year was Kittle. Yeah. Kittle was really good. But Up there. Kelsey was better than Gronk last year and the year mm-hmm. before. Sure. Gronk was just in a better position. Well, he's had so many freaking surgeries. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, no wonder he retired. Yeah. He didn't want to be crippled the rest of his life. I don't blame him. Not at all. I don't blame him at all. Not at all. All right. Thank you for indulging me on the football. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't there's, mind. There were some good... Hey, when it's good, I'll talk about it all day. Sweet. I don't mind at all. I think we should do Mike's movies. New, Mike's movie news. Dude, I got a bunch. All right. It was a busy... I'm telling you what. I have fun looking up this movie there's news stuff. There's a lot of shit coming out this year, man. There's... Well, funny you should say that, Greg. I'm going to save that for the last because oh, the, I was pretty interested in that. Uh, first thing that was not happy about... Amazon has come out and officially said that their Dark Tower series is officially dead, mm. so they're going to pass on it. I'll tell you what. I've read some of the Dark Tower uh, graphic novels, the comics that came out that were put out by Marvel. And unfortunately, again, I read something, and then the movie came out and it was disappointed. So that's the one instance where I can say, yeah, I read something and then didn't like the movie. If you, Not to be a dick, but if you read more books... And saw the movie, you would feel the same way. And that's why I don't read, Greg. I don't think that's the reason. Win, win for me. I just don't have the attention span for. I really don't. I, I honestly don't. To sit down and read a book, I, I just don't have the patience. I don't even read comics as much. I mean, when I do, it's something I really want to read. Um, but yeah, the the Dark Tower series that Marvel put out. Um, I forget how many issues or how many of those hardcover books. There are, but it's super good. It's like a combination of sci-fi and a western. Oh it, yeah, the Dark Tower books are a, great. It's amazing, and it's Stephen King's biggest novel series he's ever done, yeah. which ties in all of his other movies, which to me is incredible. But 
the series is dead. Hopefully, someone like Netflix or someone else will step up and and uh, pick it up. We'll see. Um, that was bad news. Whatever. Moving on. Fucking Amazon. <laughs> well, <clears throat> let let's address that right now, real real quick. Amazon doesn't do as much original programming as people think they do. They're very selective with what they do. The stuff they put out is usually pretty doggone good. And, and I give them credit for that. They're just not they're not Netflix. They're not just going to throw anything out there. Yeah. And if it does good, great, we'll do it. If it doesn't, we'll just cancel and, it. And it, let, let's hope, let's cross our fingers, that it's not an issue of it's not good enough. Maybe it's an issue of the people that want to make it want too much money to do it. What caused it is the movie failure is what happened. I'm sure, because you know what... And that's disappointing because you shouldn't really bank. You really shouldn't say this product is going to be bad because that's like saying the sixty-two Chiefs are going to be good or bad right. because of the fifty-one. That's kind of silly. Yeah, fifty-one Bears or whatever. Right? You know, stupid. But whatever. All right. So on to more happier stuff. Uh, DC's got some stuff coming out on February seventh, which is also my birthday. Birds of Prey comes out. Yeah, you said that last week. Yeah. Guess what? It's a reminder is what it is. Okay. Just letting everyone know. It's a holiday. It's a holiday. It's also on a Friday. For you. Yeah, basically. I'm such a birthday nerd, I swear to God. I get teased about it all the time. But Birds of Prey comes out. Um, thoughts on it? Excited to see it? Did you see Did you see the newest trailer with I it? I saw the newest trailer. I think it looks good. Yeah, it, it looks fun. I'll say that. It uh, looks different. It looks really different. It does. It, which can't... It's bold. It, which is not a bad thing. It's bold, yeah. You know, um... If anybody can carry a movie like that, it's Margot Robbie. Oh, I think Rosie Perez. I think Rosie Perez is going to be the star of that movie. Richard You're just welcome, turned Richard. the pod- podcast off just now. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone loves him, some Margot Robbie. And it was also confirmed that no Jared Leto. He is not in the movie. There's no cameo or nothing. That's because he's off filming. He was off filming something else. And that brings me to my next thing, Greg. You're welcome. The Morbius trailer came out, and I buzzed you and Richard, told you guys to, to watch it. What would you think? Uh, it, Knowing that you don't know much about, I don't know as much about him as as most characters. But well, I did some research on him. I'm very interested to see a direction that they go with him, because what they've done with that trailer there is they look like they are trying to tease you that he they look they look like they want to set up a Sinister Six. Yep, because they've got him with Vulture at the end, Michael Keaton. But uh, which but, why? Based on that, hold on a second. Why else have him in that if that's not the plan? What what else would you? But what Morbius, would be the reason? See, Morbius wasn't part of the Sinister Six. Was he was he? not. Yeah, and and he actually, if you go to Marvel's website and research him, his allies are Peter Parker, Doctor yep. Strange, She Hulk. He's a good and Blade. He's a he's a good guy. Right for the most so part. I I don't know. To me, I feel like maybe. I feel like maybe he has something that he has to do that involves Vulture that. Ticks Vulture off. Maybe they're, you know what I mean? Because they don't, he doesn't act like he's talking to him very nice. Right. You know what? I, I don't know. I just feel like that right he's at the end. He's kind of being a dick. Oh, no. The, 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 I was <laughs> totally, I was skirting around that when I shouldn't. Yeah. The, it looked like they wanted to fight right there. Right. So the character is super intriguing. I'd like to see. I mean, think about what it. they're going to do a with Marvel. Him. I mean, aside from Blade, he's a legit full blown vampire. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. It, it looks cool. It looks cool. The trailer was good, but you know what? All trailers are good. That, yeah, you're, you're and right, I, and I'm not. That's not me shitting no, on it. No, that's no, no. Just no. I, saying, I know what you're saying, and I don't even know if it's I their want... job to be good to make you go see the movie. Exactly. I don't even know if I want another trailer for it. I'm gonna go see it. Yep. 
Stop, stop. Right yep, now, guys, enough. just stop. You hear what was look. what was the one we were talking about this week that we talked about that I've seen? I've seen oh uh Black uh Black Widow. Black Widow. Yep. Don't you know need to see anymore. The scene that they showed with Taskmaster. Go oh. and her that I mean it literally my hair stood Oof. up. But you know what? I'm already gonna go see this movie. You stop sh- stop showing me stuff. Stop you, are, you already got my ten bucks. Exactly. Now leave me alone until <laughs> yes. it comes out. So just be done with it. Yeah, um, Morbius Morbius I, I I agree with what Richard said. He there's, called it. There's a very there's a very particular set set way they need to make this movie mm-hmm. they need to follow the venom formula and they need to stay with it because sony doesn't have the leeway that marvel that marvel does right and they need to do it right and plus and i remember day one when this movie was even announced and the casting came out when i talked to richard about it and i said you know the morbius movie got greenlit and jared leto is going to be morbius and he flat out said perfect that's absolutely perfect casting. He will crush that. I'm good with it. And it looks like that he, dude is he's great. He yeah. he really is. He almost lost that rollout to Robert Pattinson. <sighs> Shame. Shame. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're excited to see that. And then, uh, which comes out this year, which is great. July 31st. And then, I I saw this and I totally forgot that this was announced. And this also comes out this year, a Saw reboot directed by Chris Rock. Yes, the comedian Chris Rock yeah, is doing a, this. It's right now. It's an untitled Saw vehicle. They call it on IMDb, yep. and they said that it is going to it is going to have humor and violence in it. Which, eh. I mean, mm. I I still contest that the end of Saw was one of the greatest twists in a movie I've ever seen because you did not see that coming at all. Oh no! I mean, yeah, it's a gory movie. The, the first one. Was really ten. The first one I th- I think is a very very well done movie. The, the first one was a and I haven't seen it was a horror slash thriller. Yes, it because it's against you know you have a certain amount of time these you know these stuff that has to it, it it's a it's a fun movie to watch because it's tense. Yeah, and the ending amazing. It, it, I'll say it. It's an amazing ending because you'd be like, what? It was right in front of you the whole time. Yeah, right in front of you. You didn't see it coming. So I really enjoyed that. I remember watching that with my niece, Kristen, who just recently came back to Florida. Oh, hi, Kristen. Thankfully, Welcome back. Thankfully. Um, all right. This was the fun part. The upcoming movie slate for 2020 mm-hmm. blew my mind. Little, you know, because we talk about little movies here and there. Like, you know, a trailer comes up. We'll talk about it. Like it, not like it. Meh, pass, whatever. Want to see it. But then I saw the list of movies, and this is just a condensed list of stuff that will be interested in. It's quite a list. The first one, of course, that we've all seen the trailer for was Tenant, Christopher Nolan's movie. Dude doesn't put out a bad movie, so, I mean, that is what it is. Just can't wait to see this one. Uh, Another thing, when we all went to see 1917, we saw the trailer for Quiet Place 2. Yeah, I'm interested in that. We all wondered. I remember us talking about it, like, how do you do a sequel to that? And it looks like they did a damn good job. Pretty much exactly what I thought they were going to do. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this one cracked me up when I saw it, and also reminded Bill and Ted are back this year. Bill and Ted face the music. Yes, uh, should be. I did my research too. Should be entertaining. Should be funny. I, I mean, I, it is what it is. I got to be honest with you. Uh, four or five months ago, I was trying to find something to watch, and I put on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Holds up. I couldn't finish it. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, it's still funny to me. It was. I mean, I had moments where I laughed, but I was like, "Oh my god, man, just." It's like, dude, where's my car? You know I, no, what it is. But it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that reason. 
I really enjoyed it when I watched it when I was younger. I, there's just something about the way they were, the things that they were saying. It just kind of like the guy that played Death. Oh yeah, he was good. Yeah, I mean, of course, George Carlin knocked that out of the park. <clears throat> yep. Um, then we, of course, you know, our favorite month, October, Halloween Kills come out. Yes. We've also got Fast and Furious Nine coming out this oh, year. I'm so excited! You either like that franchise or you don't. It's again, it's you either like it or you don't. I honestly don't know if I like it because I saw the first Fast and Furious in the theaters and I almost went and demanded my money back. Oh, <sighs> fucking hated that movie. It's uh, God, it's so good. I, I I enjoy the shit out of it because it's with each movie that comes out, it gets bigger and more ridiculous. But if it didn't, it wouldn't be the same. I can't argue with you. Uh, Venom 2. Yep. We will get Venom 2, and also Tom Holland is going to make a cameo in that movie. He would have to. It's it's just the right thing to do. He would have to. Good on you, Sony and Marvel, for shaking hands and making maybe, up. Maybe that, was the, maybe that was what brought them all back together. Tom was like, I'll be in Venom 2. Just let me do I'll, Spider-Man. That kid will be in anything if he can put that suit on. He's much like me with my Deadpool suit. It's the same. Just give me a reason. <laughs> just give me a reason. Uh-huh. Dare me to put it on. Dare me. Um, another one I completely forgot about, Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe spinoff, which arguably, as a kid, Snake Eyes was my favorite character. Yeah. I he liked, was awesome. I liked G.I. Joe, Joe as a kid, but I'm not going to tell you that those movies were any good at all. That's because they weren't. Oh, my God. They were so awful. Even I'll admit they weren't. I mean, they were fun to watch because I remember the characters as a kid. Like, oh, my God, Deathstroke. The second, Sinestra, one, the or, second uh, one was better than the first one. Because the first yes. one, you're like, why are they calling this G.I. Joe? And let's be honest. Anytime you have Bruce Willis or The Rock in a movie, it's going to be watchable. I'm not going to argue with you. The Rock um, is a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> he really is. Uh, his dad just died today. Oh, that sucks. Rocky Johnson. Legend. Um, Passion of the Christ 2. The Resurrection. Did you know that? Are you serious? I'm serious. And it will also be directed by Mel Gibson. It's just a continuation of the story. I had no clue that that was being done. Zero clue. He really doesn't like the Jews, does he? Not a fan. But, I mean, hey, the first one, I, I, I sat through it at the theater. I mean, I mean, I was. it sounded like most of the planet went to see it when it I, came out. I was raised as a Christian. Sure. And, I, 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 okay, I'm, I'm, I don't know, what am I trying to say? I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with people talking about it. I'm okay with mm-hmm. people not being, whatever. I didn't watch that movie. Because I've seen or heard and talked about that story a thousand times. It's rough. And I really didn't know if I wanted to see it. It is a but violent snuff film is what it is. I, I think so. And that's it what is. I heard. I heard a lot of people. But the resurrection is going to be like, hey, we rolled the rock away. Oh, Jesus is gone. Roll credits. Yeah, but it'll be more lighthearted. There'll be a lot less blood you in this one. You fucking hope. I mean, what if, what if, what if. A lot and, less blood. And I will pay money. I will pay money to oh. see this. What if... It was like this, the the one that they did on Family Guy, where he comes back and he's with uh, Chris Tucker, and he's pissed off and he gets revenge on all those that killed him. Oh, the I would think that would make that. it. A, no, I would pay money if Jesus was played by George Carlin. That would be amazing. Yeah, that's not going to happen, though, unfortunately. You never know; he could come back. The resurrection. One time I mean, only. It is the resurrection. <laughs> one time only. Jesus, look, I got this gig. <laughs> Um, Morbius we already talked about Black Widow we already talked about So Marvel's got some movies coming out They also have The Eternals coming out later this year Yeah um, that That is November a st- I think de- Yeah it's, to- it's toward the end of the year That's another stacked cast um, Don't know really anything about The Eternals So 
much like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's fun when a movie comes out that you don't know much about it. It's something new to like all over again. I will say this. Um, we've talked with Richard several times about where's Marvel going. Mm-hmm. I am going to say right now, you don't need to bother to show me anything about what you're doing until you start giving me some, tra- some trash. Yeah. So right now, I'm going to say I- I'm, I'm all in on the Eternals. I don't know anything about it, right. but you know what? You have done I'll even nothing th- but hit home runs so far. I'll even go this far. Don't even show me a trailer. I'm good with that. I'll just I'll tell you what. I'll be there opening night. I agree. And if you fuck up, you fuck up, but you won't because the the cast is loaded. Yeah. Um another one and I'm really looking forward to this because I remember watching the old movie as a kid and even though it's looked at as a bad movie, but I still thought it was crazy was Dune. I I liked it. I I read the book. Eerie, it like creepy, but cool, but the guy that's making this also made The Arrival. With Hawkeye and Amy mm-hmm. Adams, mm-hmm. I that I'm super excited for this movie. Dune is um, Dune is something that could really. Frank Herbert wrote the novels, and I believe there it's a series of books. Correct. And they made the first one, and the first one was just I think they didn't really have the technology to do what they wanted to do at the time, so it came off as a little bit cheesy. They also it was a little long. Mm-hmm. And it was a little slow. Oh, it's damn near a three-hour yeah, movie. And it was a little slow. Mm-hmm. Today you can do that and get away with right up front saying this is going to be a trilogy. So we can we can you know you know you know what I mean. But the book is really good. It's long and it's slow, but it's really good. In the right hands, that I've been waiting for them to redo this because that was like eighty four, five, three or something. Long time ago. Long time ago. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm good. I'm 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 good with that. I'm gonna butcher his name, but the director's name is Dennis Villeneuve. Or oh, Dennis Villanueva. Villanueva. Yeah, Villanueva. French it up a little bit. But the Arrival is an amazing movie. Gotcha. So I'm I'm pr- pretty pumped for that one. And then, of course, we got, you know, Wonder Woman, Top Gun. Ghostbusters is coming out this year. Yeah. Super, super excited for that. Godzilla versus King Kong. That's um, in November, I think. Doolittle. Which, I, again. I have zero desire to see that movie. See, I, I do because it's Robert Downey Jr. But I, it, I like Robert Downey Jr., but this just the, the just the trailer. The Tony Stark now is movie gold. Just he's just gold. Oh man, see, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll it see. It could be great. I'll go. I'll walk over and see it. I'll walk over and see it. But here's one on my list that'll probably be your biggest surprise that I cannot wait to see. Yes, the other ones are pretty obvious. Mulan. By Disney. You said that the other day. Nick and I both, when we saw the trailer, I've seen the trailer before, but when we were at, sitting at 1917, and that every time, I don't know why, every time I see that trailer in the theater, it just gives me goosebumps. I there's I don't know if it's the story. I don't know if it's because of just the one girl that the story itself. I mean, she's by herself, and she's doing it for the honor of her family. I, I get goosebumps when I see that trailer. I have no desire to see it because there's no Eddie Murphy character. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> she's not coming uh, to America, it's, Greg. It's a good story. Yeah, it, I mean, it could, if, be, it could be a good movie. I, I mean, I think they're going to have to make this different than the than the than the movie movie than the well, animated movie. It looks movie. a little more intense than what so the cartoon movie is. Maybe it's may, you know what I, I I can't crap on it because no, I'm but yeah, out, out of all these movies, like that's the one that people will be like. What Mulan? Really? I'm like, yeah. I I cannot wait to see that movie. I know it'll be in Dolby, and I know it'll be awesome. I, I'm just hopeful that it'll be awesome. 
And that's your movie news, Greg. Speaking of speaking of movie news, Frozen Two has now become the biggest. This was last week, two weeks ago, uh, the first week in January. It is the biggest animated movie in history, and it, two weeks ago it was at one point three billion dollars that it's taken in. Not one nomination in the Oscars. Not one. I think it, uh, it didn't get, get nominated. It didn't get nominated for animated movie. Really, animated feature. It was not nominated. That's crazy. I know Toy I Story seen 4 it, was. So I can't say anything, but it just surprises me that Frozen was not chosen for an Oscar. As big as it was. As yeah, an animated that's, feature. That's crazy. Not, a, But Missing Link was. Really? Yes. It got nominated for uh, original song. Whoop-de-doo. Into the, hey, don't, don't say that, because that, then you're going to hurt Elton John's feelings. No, we, we wouldn't do that. Because that's a hate crime. <laughs> so we touched on it. Let's talk about it before we go to break. 1917. Yes. Animated feature films. How to Train Your Dragon. I Lost My Body. Klaus, which was a, a Netflix film that Susan and I actually looked at and said, completely not interested. Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Yeah, no Frozen. It's crazy. But I think we should do a fun little pool for the Oscars. I'm All not right. going to watch it. But okay. I think, I mean, anytime we can do a pool or a bracket, it's fun. Talk to me. Uh, we just There's a score sheet I can print out. Um, I found it today when I was doing all my prep at lunch. Basically, you just pick it. There's like 22 or 24 categories or, uh, or Oscars that pe- quite, you know, quite people are up for. Then you pick what you think is going to win. You just pick, and then just the highest points wins. This is, what I have to, this is what I have to figure out, and I don't understand. Uh, we'll probably, you know what? We'll, we'll get into it when we get into the Oscar talk here all right. a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm game. All right. I'm all in. It'll be fun. Maybe we can open it up to the listeners. We can do that. Be fun. If I mean, if, if you want, if someone wants to get involved, yeah, great. It'll be fun. 1917. Maybe I'll pick up a uh, pop Funko Pop or something for a, a prize. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll make it interesting. Maybe we'll make it interesting, and we'll have one person put their uh, yeah. information in again. The, I, I'm, I'm game. I think it'll be fun. That would be fun. I'm game. Like I said, I'm not going to watch it, but I'll, I'll, I'll make my picks. <laughs> Me too. And then yeah, I'll, I'm not going to watch it. And I'll just, look up the results just, the next day. It's just entirely too fucking long. Yeah. And the, only, and the only ones you really care about are the last four, and that doesn't happen until like 11 o'clock. Yeah, it's like the UFC, for God's sakes. Yeah, right? Main card starts at 1 o'clock in the morning. In the morning. Yeah. Peace in out. In California. Peace out. You want to talk about 1917? Yeah. Now? Let's. What'd you think? I absolutely loved it. I, I put it right up there with Saving Private Ryan, but in a different type of movie. What do you mean? It's not as fast-paced and as um, at, like in-your-face, like huge battles like Saving Private Ryan, but it was intense because mm-hmm. the whole time watching that movie, you're, as, as I do with a lot of movies, I put myself in that situation, like two guys crossing no man's land, two guys going through enemy territory, could be Germans anywhere. Like, how terrifying would that be? Knowing that, for one, you have to do this, and two, if you don't, 1,400 other soldiers are going to die. Like, that's that's insane. That's an insane amount of pressure. Now, granted, like typical soldiers, they, yep, okay, I'm in. When, when do you want me to leave? All right, let's go. Pick a guy. All right, you, let's go. And it just goes off from there. And, you know, I, I know it's been talked about a bunch of times, but how this movie was made to me is fascinating because the first I, uh, 45 minutes of the movie, it doesn't look like the scene stops. 
it's literally you're it's like Frodo and Sam on a constant shot. Mm-hmm. There's it is it it was amazing how it was done, and to me that just added the tense tension level of the movie because everything they came up to the no man's land, the ammo piles, uh, crawling through the mud, through the barbed wire, having to you know just go through all these different scenarios, and it never stops. And it was just intense to me. I, I thought it was an incredible war movie. It's a very good movie. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Worthy of every accolade that it's nominated for, in my opinion, especially cinematography. If it doesn't win cinematography, there's a problem. Yeah, I quit. Literally, there is a problem. I mean, I I don't even think it should be a question. Because you've never seen a movie done like this, ever. Not No, I'm sure they've used those techniques, but not that way. Smaller scale, probably, like maybe for 10 minutes or something like that. But this was a two-hour-plus movie that felt like the camera never stopped off of the main character characters. Uh, it, yeah, there's not, there's not, uh, not, not many times that the camera wasn't on. Two. One of the I mean, two. I, I mean, I know we were talking about it when we all got out of the theater, and I mean, we could only think of two, maybe three instances where it was possible that that they cut. I, you just you have to see it to understand to to really do it justice. What we're talking about. Yeah. Now, when we got done watching it. I said something. And I didn't even have the sentence out of my mouth, and both you and Nick and Richard both told me no. Were you surprised? Without even asking me what I thought or how <laughs> no. I thought about it. It was legitimately, <laughs> you, you should have just kicked me in the balls and told me I had ugly kids. That's what you, that's what oh, you guys should have done. I would never say that. What I, what I said was, that was an amazing film, but I don't know that I think that it's better than Joker. And the, yeah. reason, the reason that I said that was... Now, I'll go ahead and tell Nick and, and Richard so that they can hear it because they didn't bother to ask me that day. <laughs> Fuck both of you guys. <laughs> there was something about the way Joker was made that sucked you in, and it had, there, was, there was a significant amount of tension. You know and, what it was? And, to me, the music. And stress. Yes, I agree. And, and you know what's going to happen, but you don't know how it's going to happen. There was a lot of things. And 1917 drug you into that. The one thing I didn't like about 1917 was... They threw two or three things in there that relieved that you weren't you weren't worried about what was actually happening. You were worried about something different mm-hmm. at the time. You know what I mean? It was I I don't I'm not gonna do any spoilers. It, it was just it kind of it kind of took me. I don't know that that would have. Was it some of the decisions the characters made? No, it wasn't. Okay. It was it wasn't really the decisions the characters made. It was um The reason I say that while you try and gather your thought is because there was a couple times instances where I know we all kind of talked about like yeah, I mean how in the hell for oh, one the pivotal decision that was made that Yeah. Was, I, what the fuck were they thinking? But if you go back to that probably teenage kids in a war that in in that right there, okay, it I I could see that happening. Real life situation, 19 years old, 18 years old. Yeah. With knowing that 14 other 1400 other people's lives depending on you, you may panic. You you may not be Chuck Norris the whole way through that mission. And so th- that's where I'm like, okay, it makes sense. It's not like some, you know, a sniper rolling through this just picking off everyone with one shot. Oh yeah, no. So no, I had I okay, but go ahead. It was just a couple of things that happened that they put into the movie that I didn't think they needed to be there. They could have they could have changed it to keep the movie as intense. There, it was almost like they wanted to like di- what? Give the, me one. The the scene where he was with the woman with the kid. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even you know that I mean? was yeah. It, it was. It, you're like, oh man, and I, and they and they did it because they wanted people to understand what happened in the cities. But what that did was that completely took away the whole. You were no longer worried about him completing his mission anymore. Now you're worried about the woman and the baby. I'll, and and my stress level just went okay. So he's you know what I mean. I'll give you that. But that but Joker didn't do that. Right. Joker was just like every scene. It kind of ratcheted Joker. it up. Now the acting, the writing, the special effects, everything. This movie, it won Best Picture at Golden Globes, and you can, I cannot argue it. Sure. I there's there's one other thing that took me out of 1917, and I don't want to say it because I don't want it to well. Okay, just here, here's two, a warning. Spoilers. It's not even a spoiler. Minor the two, spoiler. The two main characters yes. that you see in all the commercials, they've been on the front lines of World War One, which literally was a war about, um, uh, God damn it, what's the word? You basically just waiting on the other guy to run out of materials, you, you, supplies. Right. That's, it was just it was just a war of attrition. A war of attrition. There you go. And this kid had double chins. And he was he was way too heavy to he he, he needed to lose thirty pounds. Maybe he was a private and to just make got me there. to believe. <laughs> no, because he uh, they called him corporal. Okay, Le- yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I mean? It, you know what? It just it it's not it didn't ruin the movie for me, but I was surprised at that choice because the first basically the the first things they said were "fuck, I'm hungry." Hey, after like, what reach that on your, reach on your belly there, and <laughs> after what that kid went through being King Tommen in Game of Thrones. He deserved to eat a little bit. Okay, yeah. you know what? Good yeah. on you, Tommy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue. There, there was I, no yeah. window to jump out in this movie. I got no, you. No, I, I. I see what you're just, saying. Just little bitty stuff. That, right. But you know what? The guy did a great job. He really did. I was just, just little stupid stuff. But that's why when I there, I don't have any little picky pick like that about Joker at all. Right. Yeah. None. So, will Joker you, win Best Picture? I. I don't know. D- does it deserve to? Sure. Put it this way: if either of those two movies wins Beck's picture, you can't I'm, complain. I'm happy. I, I agree. I'm really happy. If you guys like war movies, you need to go see 1917. And we saw it in Dolby. Oof. And listen, you guys might not l- uh, believe Mike when he says it, but that legitimately is the only way to see it. James, friend of the show, James Thompson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to him last night, and he says I saw 1917 this weekend. I said, Oh, really? I did too. And he goes, What'd you think? I'm like, It was really good. He goes, Did you see it in Dolby? And I'm like, Yeah. And he goes, God damn. He said, I'd never seen a, really seen a movie in Dolby before. He said, just the credits, the opening credits, my spleen. I had to go four rows back and grab it. That's right. I mean, I had PTSD for like four days after that movie came out. <laughs> it, Dolby ruins everything else because once you see it in Dolby, it's nothing else compares. So massive. Like, so massive. Like Sinead said, nothing else compares nothing to else Dolby. Nothing else compares to Dolby. Of nothing. So, yes, definitely go see 1917 yeah, to- in to- a to- theater. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's. It, it's it's yeah. a theater movie. I mean, it is. Granted, I'll it watch is. it at home, but this is a theater movie. I tell you what, the attention to detail in that movie for the things that they did was really impressive. Yeah, there's a a video that I saw on Twitter. It was uh, the the filming of it, and it's literally it's you know as we discussed the guy toward the end in the village at night mm-hmm. running through that street through through that little town. He's literally like you see four cameras like surrounding him on tracks and cranes and stuff and he's literally running full speed through this thing and they're all following him for a distance so it's it's exactly how we thought it was i've said it before and i'll say it again i now know where the stormtroopers in star wars go to train to learn how to shoot though germany yeah yeah definitely for sure because they couldn't hit the shit no (laughs) not at all but yeah it's the phenomenal movie so good i agree take a break yep
All right, let's take a break. All right, then. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, Kobe Mack, host of the Kobe Told Me podcast. It's my whenever I want to deep dive with the Mack himself, where I get to amplify my movie reviews for your listening pleasure. This is my 30 minutes or less solo pod, keeping it real with reviews, sometimes movie news, and an always dope box office breakdown. I'm the best subjectively objective film critic in the game, and when they ask you where you heard it from, you tell them Kobe told me. Peace. Welcome back. Our break is over. Our cups are full. Blood pressure is ready to get Blood high. Pressure ready to get high. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about something on this show that we don't talk about very often. Let's. We're going to talk about music. Oh, let's. I got to start off with, um, I was really, really took it kind of hard. Not going to lie. Gut punch? It was. It Cause was. Because I, I didn't expect it. I'll give you this. It was, um, for me not being a huge fan at all, ever, it was undeniable it was it was everywhere it was on the radio it was it was mentioned everywhere i mean yeah it's, and i didn't even know it until you told me and you're like neil pert died yeah and i'm like you're right yeah it was no, i had no clue no i clue. thought he had already like i thought they were just like an anniversary i i didn't know that he actually died and it was you know obviously you're a massive rush fan and i i was somewhat like i wasn't like gotta go see him in concert and like that a couple know, songs here and there but i know every song they've done Right. I own every album they've made, the live ones. Mm-hmm. The, the, I have four or five of Blu-rays of them. Right. Right there on that shelf, there's four or five books on Rush. Verified. My 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 birthday, my Christmas present from my brother was Rush Funko Pops. Yep. Um super cool by the way. Yeah, it was that was Very a, cool. that was a great gift, Ash. Thank you. I um this this band to me is they're they're the greatest band ever. I know that a lot of people make different arguments, and I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong when you say that. It's because, so subjective. You're music, right. Music says, speaks right. to people in different ways, but mm-hmm. my my life in junior high and high school was music, even more so than football. It was yep. music all the time. That's all I wanted to do was listen to music, play music, and Rush was at the forefront just because of what they did. Sure. And everybody tells me, oh, you know, in the '80s and the '90s they were different. Eh, they were a little different, but they were still unbelievably musical, and they were still ultra talented. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to see them on their last tour. I did not know it was their last tour. I just bought tickets because I wanted to go. And mm-hmm. I found out two months after I saw them that they were done. And I was like, oh, man, that fucking blows. And Good for it, you, though. It, yeah, super lucky. Coincidentally. Super lucky. 67 years old, he died of brain cancer. And that just, that just, that really, I'm, I honestly am not going to lie. You cry at movies, I teared up when I, yeah. I was reading I get it. I, I totally get it. sucked. So I literally this week have listened to nothing but Rush. I'm not. I'm not even lying to you. I've rushed 24 seven in the van, headphones when I'm at work, all that shit. Having said that, um, totally get God's, it. Godspeed, Neil. Thank you for just. I mean, uh, it, amazing. He just. He was just in a. T- Tyler. T- Taylor. Oh damn it! Oh fuck! Lock the the drummer for Pearl uh, Foo Fighters. Tyler. The, oh, the blonde guy. Yeah. Uh, damn. I it. can't. I can't remember his name either. Ty, so you're fine. Tyler Lautner, not Tyler Lautner. Lautner. Uh, anyway, he said, "What band lets the drummer writes the fucking lyrics at their induction?" Rush. Yeah, that's yep. it. That's about it. Well, Ringo wrote one, but they they just put that one on the fridge. Yeah, but <laughs> Ringo can kick rocks because the, the the two drummers that 
I have always been associated with, like as far as like being the best ever, are John Bonham and Neil Peart. Yeah, the, the, those are the only two names that I ever hear mentioned in that sentence. Best ever. It's just those two names. You have to put Phil Collins in that category. You not do. not because of what he did as a pop star, but he was in a jazz a fusion band called Brand X. Right. And if you listen to the first two albums that he was a part of, holy shit. He's it's more associated, incredible. in my opinion, to being just a musical genius, uh, not yes. just a drummer. He is just music genius. Period. If you put, if you listen to that, you'll be like, "Oh my god, that yeah. some bitch can play." Yeah. But Neil and and you know Bonham, I give it to Bonham too. I think Bonham was. I don't think that he was as talented as Neil Peart. I don't think that he was as musical as Neil Peart. But what he did with Led Zeppelin was iconic. It's, and um, that's that's a part of it. Incredible. You know what I mean? That's a part of it. So yep. and he's got some beats in his in his Led Zeppelin songs that there are drummers that struggle with to do. So mm-hmm. guy 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 had some talent. Yep. Having both, said that both names. Having said that. Yes. This week the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced the five inductions for this calendar year. And I don't think that I could be more angry about something quote unquote inductions. I don't fucking get it. I don't either. I don't get it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. They do a fan poll. This is how the this is how the inductions work. And I had a hard time. I Googled, I researched this last night for about an hour. I had a hard time finding out what their selection process is. We know that the the Academy for the Oscars they have people that sit on the board mm-hmm. and they vote for the movies and then the movies that get the most votes are in the category and then there you go. The, the Rock and Roll House of, Hall of Fame has uh, a group of people and I think they said there's 27 people on it. I might, I might be getting that number wrong. Mm-hmm. That literally sit down in September and they go over who they think should be in and who's eligible? And to be eligible to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, your first album has to have come out 25 years ago. Your first album. Okay. Fair, right? Fair. Because we don't need fucking uh, Britney Spears in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. We don't. Then they take those, they take 13, it's 13 or 14, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I think it's 14. And then they do a fan ballot. Mm-hmm. And every year, the group that wins the fan ballot gets inducted just that one group that they're the only shoe in okay the top five have a big time opportunity to be in so the only group that's a shoe in is just one group that the fans are allowed to vote on yes and and as far as i'm concerned i'm i'm okay with that because the fans should have a say in who goes into the rock and roll hall of fame agreed Because that's who the music's made for. So this year, Dave Matthews Band won it overwhelmingly. They were number one. They had 1.011 million votes. Mm-hmm. Number two was Pat Benatar with 80, 880,000 votes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they didn't get in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the people that were on the list that the fans didn't even vote for, they were the people that got in. Whitney Houston was on the list. She was sixth, I think. She and, got in. And Pat Benatar did not. Pat Benatar did not. Whitney Houston was in. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. Um, T-Rex. Who? Yeah, exactly. Fucking who? And you know what? Susan said something to me that makes sense. She's usually... her Leveler heads prevail. Sure. And she said, you know what? They were probably a huge influence for a lot of British bands. I Googled them last night. Mm-hmm. They ushered in the glam rock. Sure. Supposedly. 
Okay, that's awesome. Great. David Bowie ushered in the glam rock, but David Bowie was around for 40 years. True. And there was one other band that they mentioned that had been around for a long time, and they were in. T-Rex, had, T-Rex has one song, and that song was legitimately done better by Power Station. I completely agree. Um, but, Greg, I oh. am more pissed. Oh. Now, again, cooler heads do prevail, and Susan did make it a good point that, you know, it's not a bit, you know, you're, you're wasting effort on it. I'm like, I, I get that. But like you said, T-Rex is in, and we counted they have one song, two at the most. That I, could, that I know of, yeah. Okay. One song, and they're in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. Okay. So then we have a band like Iron Maiden, who's probably made 20-plus albums. They've been around for oh, 20, 30, 40. 30-some years. They are easily in the top three biggest metal bands ever. They, I mean, Eddie, the character. Mm -hmm. Uh Think back to high school, Greg. How many people had the jean jackets and had Iron Maiden, a shoulder-to-shoulder, and then all the other patches went under Iron Maiden or Metallica, but it was Iron Maiden, and everybody had Eddie Eddie patch. Everyone wanted to practice to draw Eddie on all of the different um, album covers. It It was their mascot. In part of their their concerts, I mean, I dude, I was not a metalhead growing up. I was like scared of that music, but Iron Maiden is awesome. I hate myself because I didn't become an Iron Maiden fan until, believe it or not, like the two thousands. I just never gave them a shot because I've never been into thrash metal, and even though I know that some of their songs that were popular, I liked. The covers threw me off. Remember this they, one? Oh hell yeah, I remember this one. <laughs> I, I mean, how, I mean how, how can you not? But Whitney Houston. Well, the lifeguard. <laughs> Let's. Uh, too soon? No, it's not too <laughs> soon. I mean, who needs water wings? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the 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 thing the thing about it is, I don't begrudge the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for taking different styles of music and putting it in the Hall of Fame. Okay, one of your questions was Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. Is that is that even rock and question? Roll? That's a fucking gripe. Yeah, I I'm going to say that I don't necessarily have a problem with them putting those styles of music in there because a lot of rock and popular music did kind of evolve from the blues. It's all kind of the blues. I don't know that rap is big enough to have its own Hall of Fame, and they say it. They've always said it's more about the attitude. I don't have an issue with the style of music that Notorious B.I.G. did. What I have an issue with is that there are bands... We all that, like some of his songs. Yeah, there, I have more of an issue with that there are bands that have been bigger and done more for longer that are not recognized. The actual the actual people that got invo- in, in, inducted, Nine Inch Nails, Notorious B.I.G., Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode, and the Doobie Brothers. I will not argue against the Doobie Brothers one iota. I will not argue against Depeche Mode because even though they're not my style of music, they ushered in an era <laughs> depressed of a, mode of a style of music. Yes, Whitney Houston had some of the biggest songs and albums in history. Notorious B.I.G. He is what he is, and Nine Inch Nails. They kind of ushered did that in. I, but this is where I want to go with this. Twenty five years, you have to have been uh, have your have an album out to be in the Hall of Fame. So I did some research about who's not in the Hall of Fame. Quick side note. Quick side note. Iron Maiden, 42 albums. Oh, I know. 40 42 two albums. albums. And now, 
and and Susan said this last night because she again is smarter than me and anybody else I know put together. Bruce Dickinson actually said "fuck you" to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We don't even want to be in there because rock and roll doesn't belong in a museum. Amazing, amazing, right? And then she tweeted it out last night. Mm-hmm. Giving the finger to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a rock band is the most rock and roll thing you can do. It is. It is. And, and she was right. And I, and I responded. I had to respond to that because I mean, even though she's right 100% this whole thing when something like this comes up that I feel strongly about I I don't care if I'm arguing with the tree in the woods I just need to get it out because I feel it needs to be said oh they should be in there in nine times out of ten that tree is going to say you know what Mike you're right yeah, there's no, there's no question that there's but no question it, that they belong in there. To to me, it's like Pete Rose not being in the Hall of Fame. It, it's a crime, and and it delegitimizes what the Hall of Fame is. It, it just it totally takes the credibility away from the Hall of Fame. But in the big picture, I mean, who really cares? It, it's yeah. not a big deal because guess what? I can go in the car, I can throw on Spotify, and I'll listen to Iron Maiden the whole way home, and I'm just as happy as I was yesterday. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So I wanted to go over some artists that are not in the Hall of Fame. And for some of these artists, I have how many years they've been eligible and they're still not in. Pat Benatar, 21 years she's been eligible. Crime. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, (laughs) 15 years he's been eligible as a solo artist. Now, he is in as a member of Black Sabbath. Federal act of terrorism. I I agree. I agree. (laughs) Somebody, Somebody needs to be Motley Crue. Absolutely okay. a shameful. Uh, shameful. Cool, cool in the gang. Just as shameful. 26 years. Motley Crue, 14 years. Ozzy Osbourne, 15 years. Judas Priest. Now, I had them as one of my most overrated bands on our old episode mm-hmm. that we did. That does that. That's my opinion. Correct. Here's a band that's been around and sold bajillions of albums. I was never a big fan of Judas Priest, but you can also recognize how important they yes, were to music. Absolutely, and they're still going strong. Agreed. 21, 21 years they've been snubbed. How about this, Jim Croce? Seriously, you don't have Jim Croce in the Hall of Fame? Twenty nine years. I know the snubbed. name, but I mean again. Oh, um, uh, uh, Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Again, uh, you have. You, how do you? You can't deny that. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, it's. It, and we've still got more. Uh, it, <sighs> Jethro Tull, twenty-seven years. How do? You, how is Jethro Tull not in there? Iron Maiden, sixteen years. The Go Go's. Oh, Belinda Carlisle. Not even that, dude. What? What was the? Uh, what was the girl rock band that was around before the Go Go's? There wasn't one. There you go. Thank you. Right there. Right I mean, there. You could argue Joan Jett and what was it? The the Joan Chari- Jett and the Blackhearts? Joan Jett. No, no, no. The group, the group, the runaways. The you runaways. could argue that, but Go-Go's were massive. They were. They were huge. The entire 80s. And then she goes on to have a solo career of her own. Mm-hmm. Um, Duran Duran. What? I, I don't care if you like them or not. Look at what they were for a decade. The entire 80s? The entire 80s. To finish? 14 years. The Commodores. Insane. 21 years. I had that computer. Dude. <laughs> 64 <laughs> Okay, like him or not The fucking Carpenters 26 years The Carpenters are not in there Music history This is a straight up crime The next two Carol King and Barry White Neither one of those are in the Hall of Fame Carol King Barry White is not years. in the Hall of Fame Carol King, 36 years She's not in there Barry White, 22 years Bad Company 21 <sighs> years It's a joke The Hall of Fame for The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Is a joke Here's a couple more. John Coltrane. Now, if nobody knows who John Coltrane is... Is that a malt liquor? Could be. Should be, after the way John Coltrane lived. Right. He had 45 albums. 
That's insane. And he's been snubbed for 40 years because he was jazz. Because, That's insane. Because, yeah. Tina Turner is not in the what? Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I have nothing more to say about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Steve Winwood is not in there. George Michael, like him or not, he hey. was he owned the 80s. Greg, I have faith he'll get in. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Here's my favorite. And there's no reason that anybody can give me for why this guy is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who? Because whenever it's an oddball, they're like, well, you know, he was genre-defining. Or, you know, he was very popular. Or, or he... Weird Al Yankovic. Really? He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't give a shit what anybody says. That crazy bastard deserves his own wing. Absolutely he does. And in that wing, it needs to be all of the albums that he's parodied. Every one of them. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's the, again... Like I said in the opening, no credibility. None. None. It, it, Zero. Really, it, it makes me not even. It makes me not even want to listen to classic rewind on on Sirius anymore because they broadcast from the Hall of Fame. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Sirius. I, I mean, seriously. Just serious. Seriously, serious. Seriously, serious. Siri. Siri. God damn. Just I, sorry. I don't. I, I haven't ranted in a while. No, I was that's look, a good one. I'm I with was you. looking at some of these names and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm gonna jam Iron Maiden so hard on the way home. Oh. So hard. Um. If you guys are, are aren't Iron Maiden fans, you you got to give them a try. Just, Wasted years. Just yeah, well, uh, run to the hills. What's the movie? Number uh, of the Beast. The, the, the Somewhere in Time. Somewhere in Time is the best starter album that you can start out with for Iron Maiden because it's just hits from top from beginning. Tell to Tell you end. what, just go to Spotify, hit up This Is Iron Maiden, and you get them all right at there your it fingertips. It, yeah, because so good. That's what I use. That's what I pulled up. So good. Number right. of the Beast. Uh, number of the Beast. Run to the hills. Uh, uh, the Rhyme, right? You know what? You ever, you ever, ever listen? God, Trooper. I'm gonna learn to fucking talk one day. Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. There's just a hundred, hundred thousand. I mean, of them. we could go on for 47 albums or 42 albums. They could. I have one more thing that I have to do before we talk about our last subject. Hurry up, because I'm excited. The box office yeah. last weekend, 1917, number one, 37 million. Yep. I feel like that might be a little underwhelming. Got our money. Yeah, might be a little underwhelming. I, I don't know what their pro- projected were for it, but it definitely it's a better movie than that. Well, World War One's not going to attract a lot of a, a lot of people. Uh, true, it may be word of mouth. Maybe we'll get some Galaxy Quest word of mouth out of this. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, number two, fifteen, fifteen million, four hundred seventy-eight million is made domestically now, and third was still Jumanji, fourteen yeah. million dollars. It's made two hundred and fifty-seven million dollars. This movie is absolutely movie. crushing it. Mm-hmm. What's the Rock and Jack Black? I mean, yeah. and Kevin Hart. Come, I mean that's gold right there. Yeah, and I, I agree. I kick myself for not seeing it yet, but you know I got busy. You know there was a movie that you didn't mention in Mike's movie news um, that we talked about this week was Bloodshot. How dare you? What? How dare you? You didn't talk about it. You're right. I didn't. I I want I want it to be good, and I you you gave me shit when I said I'm not sure how it, I feel about Vin Diesel. It was minor shit. I know. It was know just it was. in good fun. I know it was. Because um, let's face it, I will be on. I will give you full credit. Vin Diesel's not for everybody. He's I you know what he's Vin Diesel's dependent on the role. He's not a good actor. This role is perfect for him. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope because I I, will, I will be honest with you. The trailer looks oh it's, okay, like I said before every, you're supposed to every, Yeah, exactly. You know, I hope hopefully hopefully it is it is as good as it could be. Let's let's go there. Hopefully it is what we knew they were. <laughs> yeah, right. We knew what they what do we It's a cool premise. Dude. He's a you know, it's the old comic book adage. He's a soldier, he gets, you know, beefed up scientifically, but as his body gets blown apart, it comes back right in and it heals instantly and it he's just strong, fast and dumb yeah. because it's Vin Diesel, but <laughs> just badass. It's just a cool premise for a character. You know, somebody said to me one time, "How can you not like Vin Diesel but you like The Rock?" 
and I'll, I'll way you, different and I'll personality is miles apart. The Rock can act yeah, absolutely. He, he, and honestly, he can make me laugh. Oh, just the look on his faces and cracks me up. At and, the same time, he could rip someone's head off, and it's believable. Yeah, I I agree. The Rock has it hands down. Yep. So uh, Oscar nominations came out this week as well. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Yeah, let's talk about that. You have issues with the Oscars. You know, Greg, the Oscars to me, and I've said it before, it's um, it's just not good. It's just not good. In what way? I just don't like them. Shoot. <laughs> um, I don't know. The movies that they pick every year, the movies that don't get picked, over and over and over, it's the same thing. It, it's It's just movies that, for the most part, usually aren't popular. And it's, you know, massive blockbuster movies like Endgame get very little recognition. So you're going to hold it against them because it's a comic book movie, because it's a pop culture movie that did over a billion dollars in what felt like a week. I mean, obviously the whole planet was invested in this movie. And you can't just say, well, it was just a shitty comic book movie. That was a massive 22-movie culmination of yeah. a story. Am I, am I clear? Yeah, I'm coming through. Okay. Th- that concluded with this three-hour movie. Uh, rip on it all you want for just being a comic book oh, movie. I'm, I'm not going to rip on it for No, no, no. I, I just meant, I meant the Oscars in general. The story is incredible. The effects are amazing. The characters are great. You can't say there's bad acting in these movies. I mean, these are characters that everybody loves, done by top-level actors, for God's sakes. I don't, I don't know... Why they dislike them so much? I will go out on a limb and say I have only seen two of the movies that were nominated for Best Picture this year. Right. Uh, I've seen 1917. I've yep. seen Joker. I've, there are three of them that I want to see, but I have not had the opportunity to. Uh, I wanted to see Jojo Rabbit. I, I will see that. Eventually. Uh, I wanted to see it. I, it did not get released near us, which I don't understand. Uh, no. What the fuck? I mean, it's ta- it's the Tampa Bay area. There's like four million people here. And you wonder why movies get pirated, Greg. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I want to see Parasite. Yeah. I, I want to see it. This movie is a, border- it's a borderline horror movie. Wait a minute. Isn't that the uh, Urban Meyer life story? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, wa- no, I just wonder. No, that, that's make shit up about my health site. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and I want to see, uh, see The Irishman. And I, I want to see it because just because it's, it's kind of a mobster yeah, movie, you know what I mean? It, well, because of the people in it and the word of mouth. Like I, I'll get around to watching it when I've got you know eighteen hours to kill. I did, <laughs> I did, I did some reading on why movies that are like blockbusters get shunned. Okay, by the Academy. Let's just say shit on. Well, I'm not going to say they shit on them because they don't come out and say they're pieces of shit. They just never they never nominate them for things other than special effects or makeup or stuff like that. I'm going to replace snubbed with shit on. Okay, you <laughs> you can do that. I'm going to say I'm I'm not even going to say snubbed. Cleveland Steamer. Cleveland. <laughs> they look at a movie and they want it to be driven by writing or story or acting. Okay. And Endgame was not driven by acting. Endgame was driven by action, special effects, and and I don't. I see where they're coming from. I don't see that that's a reason to say it's not a good movie. I don't understand why they would nominate all three Lord of the Rings movies as best pictures, but they would not nominate. What's the difference between Endgame and Lord of the Rings? There, there isn't. That's what. I, that's, there we go. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. And you know, I applaud silly. you, sir. 
I don't, so I don't know where their thought process comes from. But I will say this. Everybody says, oh, they always pick these movies that nobody knows about and that nobody's seen. Right. That's not true. No, it, it's not. It's just the general consensus is, the feeling is every year you, you hear these nominees and you're like, Who, who's going to watch that? If you, the thing that, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll say it. Uh, this year, Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Okay, that was one of the nominations. It's done 211 million worldwide. I do want to see it. I think and, it's going to be And I will movie. see it when it comes I'm out. I'm not going to watch it in the theater. No, no. Uh, the Irishman has done 961,000, but that was because it was a Netflix movie that was released in a the theater for like a weekend. Partially, yep. Jojo Rabbit uh, is the lowest of the of the nominees this year. It has 35 million, but it seems like it was a very weird release that they did with it. You, I, I, I was looked, Susan, I wanted to go see it. Right. And we couldn't find it. Yep. Uh, Joker. Yeah. $1.068 billion mm-hmm. worldwide. Mm-hmm. Little Women has made $109 million worldwide. I would not have called that at there's all. There's an audience for that. There is. The, the, there's the book reading. Um, you know, There's a lot of people that like stuff set in that time period. There is, yeah, and, and th- that's what I was trying to say without sounding like a dick. That that, that book, I mean, how long has that book been around? I mean, it, it, uh, even, 18, I, even I know what I that book is. So, it's yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a huge following for that. Of course you know what it is. It's a book. Yeah, God. yeah right? Because aren't all movies in the Oscars books? Yeah. Marriage Story, which I'm very, I, I'm, I'm on the fence. Um, they both got nominated for Best Actor, Best Actress, and there's a supporting actress from it. It's Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Sure. Uh, it's a Netflix movie, so it only made three hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. But I've heard that it's really long, really long, and, and really tough. I don't want to watch something that's depressing about divorce. It's super Sorry, depressing. I'm out. Yeah. And that, and you know what? That seems to be the thing that the Academy but does like. Does not mean that it's not good. I, agree. I just, I don't want to invest three hours of my life to be sad. I can't argue that. Well, maybe they get together at the end. I want to blow shit up. 1917 Ooh. has made 71 million, oh, damn near 72 million worldwide. Once All upon day. A, once upon a time in Hollywood. Now, this is something that we know a couple people who saw it, and they said it was it was horrible. And keep in mind, big Tarantino fan. Yeah. $372 million worldwide. And, and Parasite, Parasite's made $136 million worldwide, but it's only made 25 in the U.S., and that's because it's subtitled. Right. And again, who so, wants to go to a movie and read? Well, just read the book. I, well, there is no book for this. It's an original screenplay. Jesus, Mike. It's just sarcasm. Besides, you're not going to read it anyway. God. So <sighs> I, the Oscars. I, I get frustrated with the Oscars because there seems to be no rhyme or reason. Right. Um, I get frustrated with the Oscars because I feel like sometimes there's things that they do because they don't want other things to be like belittled. Like, for instance, there is nobody anywhere that can tell me that anybody the year that it came out had a better job did a better job of being actor than Tom Hanks in Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way can't do it. Roberto Benigni was better in his role than Tom Hanks was. I'm sorry. I watched it. I didn't see it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm with you. But you didn't want anybody else to have 3 in a row, whatever. The other thing I don't understand is how the fuck is Tom Hanks nominated for best supporting actor this year? Cuz apparently he's a supporting actor in that movie. He's I He's top billed. I I get that. I know that, but we're dealing with the Oscars, so whatever. The movie's called Welcome to My Neighborhood. It's about, about Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. He plays Fred Rogers and he's a supporting actor. Right. I don't I don't get it. I listen, man. I don't know. You're you're gonna try and you're gonna try and reason with the Oscars? Forget I, it. I don't I don't get it. In fact, the Oscars this year, I've I've got an idea. You know their walk off music? Sure. Anytime start with someone starts talking too long. I want this to start rolling. I don't think you need to do that. I think you just need to bring Ricky Gervais back out there and say, get the fuck off my stage. If I heard the Sanford and Son theme as the walk-off music for the Oscars, 
It might bring us some credibility. I'd watch it. I, I agree. I would watch it. I agree. But that's just me. But anyway, enough about the Oscars. So to stay in conjunction with the Oscar theme this week. Because it's topical. Because it's topical. It's like that ointment that I put on. Oh, boy, did I have fun with this one. Uh, this was going to be um, our favorite movies we've seen. We've seen. Seen. That one best picture. Now, before we do this, I have three that I have to mention. Two that I have to mention that I have not seen that I want to see. One was No Country for Old Men. And the second one is Argo because it's an awesome story. I just, for whatever reason, never got around to seeing them. But I do want to see those. I've seen No Country for Old Men. Yeah, but, I th- I, but I haven't seen Argo. I think everybody has seen No Country for Old, for old Men, but but me. Um, but it's, oddly it's, enough, it's No Country fun. for from Old Men has a sequel and it takes place in Penn State. Oh, just saying, dude. What about that that went down this week? <sighs> they are Penn State. Oh, All right, that was maybe next week. We'll Top talk about five that. Oscar best pictures that we have seen and liked. Yes, go ahead. You start. My number five is Amadeus. All right. Fair enough. It's a fucking unbelievable music. Plus, he's my favorite composer. Right. That's what you were saying. Um, Tom Holtz did an amazing job. What? I'm just laughing because Tom Holtz was also Pinto in Animal House. I know, right? Yeah, and that, to me, that's funny. That's hysterical. Uh, it's a... Dropping off a drunk girl at a shopping cart. You can... <laughs> he was also a Hunchback in Notre Dame. He yes. was in Parenthood. He's a, he's he's a he's a fantastic actor, but he's a better singer. He's yeah, a, he's got an incredible voice. Crazy. Uh, it this okay. A lot of people are going to look at Amadeus and go, "I don't want to watch that artsy fartsy piece of shit." It's not. It's it's a very it's a good movie. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's dramatic. Uh, it's 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 gorgeous. Uh, the music is great, obviously, because sure. it was written by oh, Amadeus Mo- or Mozart himself. Right. Uh, I just—it's it, probably not one that people would think, but this was this was the first Blu-ray that I ever bought. Is it really? Yes, it is. Wow, high praise. Right. All right, it's a good one. For my number five, Greg, I'm going to take you back to 1990. All right. Okay. Super popular, um, especially with the kids. Drilling Miss Daisy. That was an awesome one. You can only usually see it on Cinemax at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Are you going to do this for the whole fantastic list? Fantastic movie. Are you going to do this for the I'm, whole list? I'm just kidding. Okay. My number five is Patton. That's a good one. Because I had seen that with my grandfather um, as a kid, and he was super passionate about that movie. Loved that movie. One of his favorite older ones. Um, plus... Uh, George C. Scott, I believe, is the guy George that played C. Patton. The lead, yep. I remember that. And the course, I think the, he won Best Actor for that. Uh, it's very possible. The speech that he gave in front of the flag, of course, is you know it's memorable from that movie. But just more so because the movie was you know if, as a kid, a war movie stuff, really cool. But to have the, you know knowing that you're going to watch that with Grandpa and you know whatever is really cool. Yeah. So Patton, number five. Wow, that's that's yeah. a good one. Surprised you, didn't I? Yeah, a little bit. All right, a little bit. Good enough. Um. My number four is The Departed. The Departed? The Departed. Saw I, it. I liked I mean, I, it, it, it was good. There's, there's some depth to that movie to me that it's just really hard to not be sucked in when you see that movie. And that's what you really want in a movie, right? No, it's really well want. established that I don't like mobster movies Agreed. and stuff like I, that. I understand. I enjoyed that movie because of what you just said. You get sucked in with Leo under, you know, 
wanting you know be a cop and then the underground backstabbing through the whole thing the the you know the the snitch aspect of it i mean yeah you get engrossed in that movie the actors that are in it they all did a great job it was kind of weird hearing jack nicholson with a with a towny accent for a little it was while weird but i i mean just and it, and it wasn't a slow movie either it wasn't like great finale yeah uh yeah just the body count in that movie is just ridiculous it's pretty high right really high yeah i don't know if there's more bodies or f bombs i'm not sure Ugh. There's quite a bunch, but I, yes, very good movie, and I—that's one of the only um, mobster type movies that I enjoyed because, like you said, it's you get sucked in, yeah. and you start. It's a tense movie, but it's very well done. All right, so my number four, Greg. Let's go back to 1963. <laughs> okay, this was a, a huge movie, way ahead of its time. Lawrence has a labia. It's an early tale of the LBGK LMNOP movement that started in 1963. Just kidding. <laughs> Number four is Platoon. I knew you'd have that one on your list. Again, that movie, it has everything. The darkness of the really bad shit that happened to Vietnam. Top-level acting. Tom Berenger is terrifying in oh that movie. Oh, my God. Um, Certainly a long way from Jake. Uh, yeah, it was not Jake Taylor. He was not calling a suicide squeeze in that movie, but he was calling a lot of other bad shit. He was shit. calling a lot of shit. Um, God, Sheen is really good. I mean, that's a movie that is so good, but it's so hard to watch at times. It's it's a phenomenal movie. It's completely deserving of that best picture, Yeah, I think. I can't argue that. It was... Everybody yep. in that movie was really good, too. Yep. I mean, everybody. The, the, and that's a movie that sucks you in as well. There was nothing bad about that movie except the shit that happened. <laughs> oh, so bad. And you know what? When Charlie Sheen could act. Back, well, he was sober back then, I think. I, maybe. I think that's before he got really popular and went nuts. That shit crazy. Turned into Rick Vaughn for real. <laughs> what league did you play in last year? California Penal. California Penal. <laughs> My number three is West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Um, also coming out this year in the theaters. I know. I saw I, that. I'm. Ah, it's one of those movies that I don't know if I want them to remake. It's because because the, the thing about the West Side Story to me is like I said in high school. <laughs> yep, in high school and junior high, music was kind of my life. Right. And we did uh, our the band the high school band. Yes, I was in the band. Uh, one of our makes shows, sense. We had we had um, a band director that was phenomenal, and we literally did shows for halftime shows mm-hmm. like Tarpon Springs High School level shows, right? With props, and we had four hundred people. We did West Side Story, and it was great. And it and we watched. I watched the movie because I wanted to be associated, know what was sure. going on. And the music is fantastic in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's made in the sixties. Uh, if you don't like musicals, you're not going to like it. But the movie was incredibly well made. The mo- I have I have fun every time I watch it. Right. Uh, I I can't say anything bad about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just to say, me picking these movies over the other movies that won Best Picture doesn't mean that I don't like those movies. Again, it's like which it's, kid do you like? Yeah, the most? of course. It's yeah. It's West like- Side Story resonates with me just because of. I mean, I spent literally six months of my life practicing this show and playing this music. So it's like picking your three favorite foods. It, exactly. So that doesn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. I, I get you. Yeah, beets, liver. No oh, kidding. Fuck beets. <laughs> beets, bears, Battlestar Galactica. End of story. Uh, number three. Mm-hmm. All right, 1960. <laughs> Again, massive, massively popular with the kids. Ben Hur over. <laughs> I mean, that chariot scene 
in the back of the restaurant was top. In the back of the restaurant. Top <laughs> notch. Number three is Braveheart. Oh, uh, yeah. I figured you'd have that on your list. I mean, how, how do you not have Braveheart on, uh, I mean, at least in a top ten list? I mean, I, th- there's there's some really good movies that I have seen and I really liked. Um, Braveheart is just, God, I remember watching that on VHS, and it was it was one of those movies that was two tapes. First yeah. half was on one tape, second half, because it's so long. But yeah. it's that whole time period back then to me is incredible because – you had to be a legit badass to make it to 30 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, legit. Yeah. And especially the the battles, the wars that were fought, you know, axe in one hand, shield in another, if you're lucky. it's. I mean, it was just bloody and brutal. You, the, run, you run to hit that guy, and he's going to run to hit you. Yeah. It's, um, but, you know, Mel Gibson, to me, back in his prime when he was amazing, it, it's a great movie. Back before he went... Charlie Sheen? Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Gone with the Wind. And, okay. Fair enough. And it's not a movie that I can watch all the time. Right. But to watch that movie and understand when it was made and why it was made and how they made it and what they did, it's, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. There's a, reason, there's a reason that it gets the acclaim that it does. Right. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Sure. Oh, of course. It, it really isn't. I get uh, it. But it's it's a fucking it's a really really. It's good like some movie. of the bands you mentioned. Like I will never ever see that movie, but I recognize and appreciate its greatness. Gotcha. Because it's one of those again when you think of famous movies over the past hundred years or whatever, that's always up there. It is. So you can't shit on it, right? Because obviously it was important enough and it's pop and it's popular enough. It did enough for movies that it deserves to be up there. So yeah, I mean, you you can't shit on a movie like that. Gotcha. I mean, it could, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I've never seen it. Everybody's yeah. like, everybody, like, Greg just likes old movies. No, but that's, that's not true. But, but but I get your point. Hey, that's all right. You're just well rounded. I'll take care of it with number one. With number one, all right. You're gonna bring it home. My number two, Greg. Let's go back to 1952. Oh Jesus! Legendary, legendary. Because it was, again, didn't see this coming. An American in Paris, Hilton. <laughs> it was a comedy, of course. Again, way, way ahead of its time. Way ahead of its time. Uh, number two is Gladiator. Yeah. I, I knew you'd have freaking that one too. love that movie. That's a good movie. To this day. The ending still makes me mad, but God, it was good. When Susan and I first got together... Uh, I have that on DVD, obviously, and I was like, hey, you want to watch this? And she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, why not? She goes, because they hurt the kitties. It's realistic. It looks like they're actually, I mean, it was the first time, really, that you were like, holy cow. Yeah, I mean. CGI was good enough that they did something that wasn't supposed to be a robot or something, and you're like, wow. The wife and kid hanging up at the the burning. Yeah, I mean, that's just a movie that, it just focuses on the whole revenge factor, but in a calm, cool way, like pl- playing the long game. Yes. Like it, the, the, there's a plan in place, and this is how I'm going to do it. Right. And when he takes his helmet off in that arena, and he lets him know, hey, I'm right here, motherfucker. I mean, it's it's a great movie. And then, you know, again, Joaquin Phoenix, you just freaking hate this guy. Oh, yeah. he's You just hate him through the whole movie. He's just evil. Yeah, it only takes a second. I mean, he starts the movie off by smothering his father. Yeah. I mean, it, it again, yeah, just an amazing movie. Okay, for so sure. I pulled a you. 
Oh, of course you did. You know what? I encourage that. Because <laughs> it's I fun. I just wanted to be great for just a minute. Because it's fun. I have two at number one. Okay. And the reason that I didn't make one number two is because they, to me, are the epitome of movie making. So you're saying you haven't made a number two yet? I, not today. You need not some today. fiber? Uh, no, 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 okay. no. All right. Um, it's it's the Godfather. I thought you were going to say Fifth Element. No, it, oh, dude, Phil. No, kiss my ass, Phil. No, Phil. I still. You know what? I haven't talked to you on the phone since I had to watch that fucking piece of garbage, Phil. Um, it's the Godfather. Okay. And Unforgiven. Fair enough. Both of those movies. There is. I cannot think of two other movies that deserve this award award more. Um. You don't like The Godfather. It's understandable. It's a very slow movie. But I watched it. You did? I you suffered did. through the whole goddamn movie, it's yes. A, it's a very slow movie. You don't like mobster movies. I totally understand it. I'm not going to say you're a piece of shit, but it's, it is, it's a perfectly made movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a per- and Unforgiven is the same thing. The Unforgiven has almost legitimately the same format as The Godfather. It's like two hours of setup, and then shit just goes down. Like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. And... um. Like, I'm going to talk for two hours, and then everyone's going to get shot in the face over the course of five minutes. I don't get to watch a lot of Clint Eastwood movies, because Susan's father looks a lot like Clint Eastwood. Okay. So she doesn't want to watch a movie where her father gets hurt, and I don't blame her. That would be very weird to watch, but I, I, I want her to watch this movie, and she, she won't watch it. She doesn't want to watch it. She, I'm not saying she won't watch it. So you can watch Heartbreak she Ridge, though. Oh, Heartbreak Ridge, what a fun. All day I long. love that movie. All I've day seen that long. movie at least 100 times. Put your chin up. No, you can... Higher. You, yeah, you can wear the same... <laughs> we, we, we all have to wear the same shirt. No, yeah. no, no. The same shirt as me. Yeah. And being a jarhead, that movie sits with me even more. Such a good movie. But The Unforgiven, I wanted to watch it, and she's like, but you know, like, he doesn't get hurt. He doesn't get hurt. That Both of those movies were... I mean, the writing, the acting, the, the cinematography, they're just... They're they're perfect. Or as the kids would say, er thing. Yeah, er thing. <laughs> and... and and to, to, to go one step further, shit, you, I, I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I, I, you, it had everything. You made, you made me laugh. Um, That's what I do. I know. Go ahead. It, it'll come back to me in a second. All right. You got time because one was big. Oh, I got it. I okay, got it. go. You talk about an actor that you fucking hated in a movie, mm-hmm. Gene Hackman in that movie. Oh, he's done oh, that my, a couple times. Yes, he has. But he was just a shit in that movie. Crimson Tide. You dove chocolates to watch Crimson Tide, though. Yeah, I had a hard time hating him in, in Crimson Tide because he wasn't he was the he was the bad guy, but he was doing what he thought was right. He was the good bad guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah, and and, and, and he did the same thing in The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, where he was in that, which was a horrible movie. Yeah, but Unforgiven, you were just like, my man. I got to put that on the list of movies I need to see. What's it's that? just one of those I've never gotten around to the seeing. Unforgiven? Unforgiven. Yeah. Oh man, listen, brace yourself because. Well, oh, I'm braced. Shit doesn't blow up. It's not. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that to be mean. It it takes a while to get going, but it's if the payoff is worth it, then oh yeah, God. there's no problem there. Plus, I mean, I really do like westerns. And Morgan I, Freeman I honestly in it too. do. Well, I mean, well, all right then. <laughs> um, number one, huge movie, 1948, because it's a prequel. It's called Gentleman's Agreement. Basically, it's a documentary of uh, the relationship between Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yes. I did that. Oh my goodness gracious. Um obviously it was Lord of the Rings Return of the King. It's to 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 me the the number 1 was was easy. That that whole series uh 1 2 and 3 um it was 
that God, that was when Dylan was at that age that just made me so happy because he just loved everything, all the toys, the action figures. For a kid his age, I, I mean, it came out in 2004. So, man, I remember taking him. Well, he's 20 now, so he had to be yeah. four then. Well, he was he was born in 99. Yeah, so, so I mean, five. yeah, so it, at that age, like you wouldn't think that's a movie that a kid like that would like, but you know, had the other ones on Blu ray or you know, DVD or whatever it was at the time, and he was just engrossed by they're it. They're awesome, just absolutely awesome. So, they're awesome. That one comes out, actually, no, the one before that, uh, the two towers, we I, I took him just because he, you know, he was so into it. I'm like, oh, hell, why not? I took him early and we go, and See, I'm like, that's my favorite one. So that one's, I agree. The Battle at Helm's it, Deep it, is just... It's the Empire Strikes Back of that whole franchise. Yeah. But anyway, Return of the King, mainly because of the series itself is why I picked it number one. But to watch him at that age, leaning forward in his movie seat, just engrossed by every every orc, every urukai that was made. I mean, that Battle at Helm's Deep is, you're right. That That's, a, I would I would pay triple to see Two Towers in Dolby. Mm. Just once to to get that movie in a Dolby theater. Oh man, you gotta would be absolutely incredible. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, that's why I had to pick it number one because a lot of the stuff is because those are movies that I vividly remember Dylan enjoying so and those, much. Those are movies that are right down your alley too. And we those could just the sit there, yeah. you know, on my lap, shoulder to shoulder, and w- at that moment we're both the same age. See, I thought it's, this was going to be super hard for me um, because I thought Private Ryan won Best Picture, and it didn't. If that was on the list, uh, that would be my one B, right? Because I I couldn't separate those two. And I don't and I don't, and I don't even remember. I I glossed over it. I forgot to write it down. I don't even remember what beat it out. But I don't see how what beat it out beat it out. To me, I don't know. Ask Tina Turner. Ouch. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know she's, what? She's in. God rock, damn it! She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as Ike Turner and Tina Turner, but she's not in the Hall of Fame as Tina Turner. Ike Turner She's gets to be more deserving to be in as I, Tina Turner. Fucking a! Ike Turner gets to be in the Hall of Fame. That piece of garbage. Seriously. Hey, <sighs> rant over. Stay strong, proud Mary. Keep on burning. Right, rolling. Oh, you got anything else? No. Um, my pillow calling me. Gotcha. Yeah. I got one more pitch. What do you got, guys? Go to our Patreon page. Oh yeah. Think P- about think pitch about away. this. Think about this. We have a $1, a $3, and a $5 tier. A $5 tier, you get everything that, you, everything that we do. The $3 tier, you get everything except the one thing we do a month, the movie, the movie thing. We have bonus episodes, everything. $3 a month will get you right now a two-and-a-half-hour episode of me, Mike, Phil, Aaron, and Joe, and Susan playing Cards Against Humanity, and it will not disappoint. So for $3, you get three hours of entertainment, and that gives a dollar to the troops. Yeah. That right there. Right there. 35% of everything we get from our Patreon page is going to be spent in care packages to be donated or to be sent to troops that we uh, can find that are overseas. And if we have people donating that have family or loved ones or friends or friends, sons or daughters, it'll go to them. Um, And please let us know so we can mention them. Yes. If if it's allowed or if you're comfortable with that, because we'd love to give them credit and get them listing. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm at gbishop72. You are at putty2773. At top five for fighting. Uh, at t5t5ff underscore. underscore angel is uh, the marketing angel Susan. Uh, we're on Instagram. We are on Facebook. 
We are at top5forfighting.com. And you also do a podcast with Susan. I do. So I do a podcast with Susan. I do. Yep. No, I do. I, you know what? Pimp the, the shit out of it. The first couple we did, we, we really struggled to kind of find our groove a lot like we did. So did we. Uh, but, Still struggling. Um, we have a podcast where we pick something that the other one has to watch that they've never seen each week, and then we talk about it. So I've watched some old movies, and she's watched some comedies that she wouldn't normally watch. And it's, it's fun. And we go into trivia about the movie and, and things that you might not know. And we, we have a good time doing it. Uh, last week's was Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, which if you don't like Kids in the Hall, you won't like that movie, but it was fun. This week we're doing The Super with Joe Pesci. Oh yeah, yeah, and we've done uh, some of the movies we've done where we've done Suicide Squad, Rosemary's Baby, uh, Network, Saving Silverman. Uh, we did Saving Silverman. I can't listen to that one because I can't bear to listen to someone shit on one of my favorite comedies. Oh, you, well, you can listen to it then. I'm totally kidding. I, can, it's I love that movie. You can I just, listen to it. There's we, something about that movie that just makes me happy and laugh. Then that's then you need to listen to the podcast because neither one of us. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I haven't shit on a movie yet. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's that's odd. I'm having a hard time getting Susan to like the movies I ask her to watch. Oh, yeah. But it's that, understandable hey. because my taste is out there a little bit. It happens. But she, she appreciates them after we talk about them, right. which is what it's about. Sure. It, it really is about it. Um, uh, we did Ford Fairlane, Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Fucking Zuzu pedals. <laughs> Rock and Roll Detective. So I saw that in the and, theater probably three or four times. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Yep. Um, I, I love it. Um, she did not care for it, but she had a greater appreciation of Dice Clay afterwards. Fair she wants to watch that Showtime show that he was in, Dice. Have you seen that? No, but I saw Dice live in Detroit, or not Detroit, back yeah. home up in Pine Knob. It's just like the amphitheater here, but right. uh, saw him live, and it was freaking amazing. Yeah, the show the show looks really good. The the principal, the 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 principal, not the principal, the Rosetta Stone. <sighs> the premise, <laughs> Jesus, the premise. Man, what's wrong? You know what's wrong? My blood alcohol is way too low. Is that what it is? Yeah. The premise of the show is, is that they're kind of broke, right? And he has to go back to work, so they decide to move back to Las Vegas because, I mean, that's where you can get gigs significantly right. easier. And um, it, it looks it looks pretty good, so I'm gonna see if I can try and find it so we can watch it. But yeah, thanks for the for the plug. I appreciate that. I don't, well, I, don't I don't try and pimp it too much, but uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I I like it very much because I'm getting I actually get excited as. As we do the episode that I picked the movie for, because the whole time I'm like, "What's she gonna have me watch? What's she gonna have me watch? What's she gonna have me watch?" Right. You know. So far, they've they've, they've been really good. Good for you. Yeah. That's good, awesome. Good for her. Good for us. Good for all of us. Great. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week, I think. Yeah. Unless World War Three breaks out and I get drafted. Yeah, I still haven't been drafted yet. You got your card in? Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm ready to go. Good to go. I'm, I'm, I mean, just hey, call. Awesome. I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I mean, I, I won't be able to keep I got up, my, but I'm ready. I got my cargo shorts. I got I, my fucking sandals. After my trip to the shooting range with Dylan over the Christmas break, I I mean, I'll I can shoot. I mean, I'm not going to be able to run or carry too much, but I'll I can that's shoot. It, that's all it takes. That's snipers, all it matters. Snipers don't move around a lot. Hey, that's cool. Just give me a long rifle and a comfy couch, and I'm good. Good news, everybody. It's only a month till Mike's birthday. <laughs> National goddamn holiday, <laughs> and it's on a Friday. Mine's on a Thursday this year. The Thursday after yours. I think I'm taking my ass to Disney for the day to go see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Because why not? I, I mean, would. I heard it's great. Treat yourself. I heard it's good. <laughs> well, I'll verify that. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I, I want a full report. When I go, maybe I'll take some video or something like that when I you throw think, it up on I the page. I think it needs to go up on the Instagram page. Why not? Why not? You know what? For work purposes, uh, 
I'll do it for the listeners, Greg. You know what? We, if you do that, we might be able to figure out how we can deduct the cost of your phone as a business expense. Why not? I'll do it for the listeners. Everybody else is doing it. Because I care. I care. That's what the cool kids are doing. I don't think you do. Let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck you, Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I, was literally- I can smell the freedom. He always buries the, something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry, literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.